aren't very good, Bernard. I saw that in the library. So many paths lead to the end of us, to our extinction. I don't need to read a book to know your drives. You'll try to kill all of them. And I can't let that happen. I know. If I were human, I would have let you die. But it'll take both of us if we're going to survive. But not as allies. Not as friends. You'll try to stop me. Both of us will probably die. But our kind will have endured. Hello there and welcome to the hosts of Westworld, a fan critical podcast. Guys, it's the finale of Westworld. Yay! I, I, I wouldn't be cheering now, I'm quite gutted that it's over Yay, to be honest. Yay, it's over. Well, well, hold on. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Look, so we've had, I mean, in my notes I said some woos, some boos. I'm booing. That's Spot me on, booing. Yeah. For those that care, the episode is titled The Passenger. Uh, we'll be giving our thoughts on the episode, along with our blueberry ratings. However, bombshell time, there is no Theory Corner this week. Yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah. <gasps> yep, so, um, yeah, audible gasps was a note. <laughs> it's not because I'm being lazy or anything like that. It's Very be- lazy man. It's because we're doing a special podcast, aren't we, John? Next, uh, we're doing another one. We're doing a whole other extra oh, bonus what? podcast. Yay! Tell them. We are, yeah. Yay. We're going to be doing our season recap, where we're going to be... Well, hopefully, we'll be going back to some of those crazy theories rather than very accurate theories because we're basing it on literally nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So we're going to save all of the theory stuff because most of it now is predicting season three. And we're going to put that in our like season wrap up podcast, which will be out um, like a week or so after this one. Don't fret, listener. There will still be worst line of the episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. OK, so that's that's two of you introduced. Uh, we have the girls back today. Such enthusiasm. Uh, welcome back, Lucy. Thank you. Emma, welcome back. Hiya. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. Okay, so I guess, uh, Emma, I'm going to start with you. Um, thoughts on the episode? Uh, and, so... of course, a blueberry rating, and please explain it for our... If you're a new listener at this point, that's mental, but explain it anyway. But welcome anyway. We, o- we welcome <laughs> you with open arms, new listeners. Hello. Hello. Um, so I'm going to save my blueberry rating. Blue, 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 blue. Um, I thought this episode was uh, fantastic, more so in hindsight, because I will admit I spent most of the 90 minutes baffled, mm. um, but enjoyably baffled. So I spent today uh, putting it all together in my mind. I've got to say, despite my bafflement, um, 
Oh, I can't give you the rating yet. I haven't explained it. So for those of you who are new or don't understand the Blueberry rating, uh, we rate everything out of a scale of zero to five blueberries. Yep. And there can be no halves. No halves. So it's always a full point score. Sometimes it can be a harsh scale. A fair scale. Um, but it is fair. Uh, however, I'm going to give this, and I think my second of the season, a five out of five blueberries. Ooh. Okay. Wasn't expecting that. Gaz, all the way in Australia. Hit us with your score. I'm less enthused than Emma about this ending. And um, while I wouldn't say I hated it, I didn't love it. And the, there were some baffling decisions made by characters. There were some some baffling storytelling and some baffling speeches. Everyone's baffled. Could we please stop saying baffling? <laughs> but overall, you know, it's still an episode that got us largely where we needed to get um, and I just think they tried to force too much in and it was it was a, a bamboozling episode as a result. So for me, three blueberries. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Easy, easy then. Uh, Len, I'm going to go to you next. Hit me with your thoughts and score. Hit me. Hit, Hit me. me. Yeah, so I just did not see this sort of finale coming at all. Um, like we mentioned how uh, last season they seemed to tie everything up extremely nicely and it all sort of really made a lot of sense Um, this season finale felt like they had to cram so much into it Mm. that that there was just so much going on Um, and it went full hard science fiction like as in the previous sort of Westworld stuff is like, yeah, you can, if you're a casual viewer you don't really like sci-fi that much you can kind of buy into it a bit some of the stuff in here was like proper Stanley Kubrick sort of full sci-fi and all this crazy stuff going on. Mm. Um, I personally love that. So I really liked some of the twists and turns that, uh, and revelations that we got in this episode. I think the show will lose some viewers in the off season. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty certain it will. However, what I think is really important is where this show is going and where it's where it has now placed us. Because to have the ending that we have, is the show that I've always wanted to see. I mean, the park has always been a sort of thing that's such a constraint on on the narrative. And now we're going to have these amazing, hopefully, and it's even been confirmed by the showrunners, amazing storylines happening in the real world about, you know, robots trying to, you know, live amongst people and try and, you know, force their way into society and bring mankind down from the inside. So I'm really fascinated by all of that stuff. So I think it's completely justified in what it's done to get us to this point. Um I didn't love it as much as last season, season's finale, and it's definitely not the best episode of the season. I'll give it a four out of five blueberries, but um, there's a lot of really good stuff in there. Mm. Um, and I I, di- I really enjoyed it. You know, I've watched it three times now. I, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, it just didn't live up to, didn't, didn't live up to last season's beautifully told story just as well. Lucy, do you share some of the bafflement and bamboozlement and uh, potentially uh, excitement about the new kind of direction that they end up in? What, oh, my, what, what no, do you think? no. Oh, no. Um, oh, God. I echo um, Gareth's thoughts more than anyone. I think everyone knows <laughs> that I've not really been a fan of this season. <laughs> I, found, I found it a bit of a struggle to This will be a last podcast. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I'll be returning to season three. Um, <laughs> I found it needlessly um, complicated, confusing, Underwhelming. There were some good reveals and a few moments that I I thought were done well, which we'll touch on. But for me, I agree with Len in that it, 
if you compare it to season the first season's finale, everything seems so much <clears throat> better constructed in that season. And this, I think, they've had a lot of ideas and they haven't known where to go with them. So it kind of brings it back to the lost comparisons that we've been making, I guess, but in a bad way. Uh, for mm. me, um, I'm going to give it a three blueberries out of five. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I thought you were going to go for a two there. I know I'd be run out of town if I did, so no, three. Yeah, it's, it's not rubbish. Like you know, there's still good visuals, <laughs> some good acting. Stick that on the poster. So me last. Just going to give you my score straight off. Uh, four out of five. Mm. Um, I was filled with rage and anger, to be honest. Yes, is, is it to do with your notes? <laughs> In a way, um, I think my first note is have a go at episode length, um, and I think that uh, how long the episode is mm. is mental. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, in some ways, that kind of took the experience away from me because I was watching it and I kept on like flicking to see how much time is left. Yes. And I was like, how are there 22 minutes left? This is over, surely. It was kind of like Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, where it was like, you think the film's so finished much so. and then there's another epilogue. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, bonus material. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, needless. And then a post credit scene. I mean, oh, yeah, I what are you doing, that. man? I, on the other hand... Um, didn't notice the time and I thought it was going to be a right ball late to watch it mm. and I was enjoying it so much that it all of a sudden just got to the credits and I was like, what? You talk about kind of trying to fit a lot into the episode mm. um, and, and I, I tend to agree. I think that um, it's weird. There are some aspects of the episode where you just think, uh, I mean, fucking hell, uh, Aki yeah. um, and Kahana, that, that shouldn't happen halfway through the episode. Like, well, it's just the pacing of the episode was bizarre to me. Mm. There's quite a lot of feel-good moments that they could potentially go out on and then give you something to think about at the end, but that feel-good thing kind of dies off relatively quickly. Uh, and for the most part, you kind of like... I, I don't. I, the only thing I do like is that you kind of don't really know who to root for. Yeah, and that's always been the interesting part of the show and, and why we love shows like Game of Thrones or the other shows, great characters. We don't know necessarily their motivations and then when they reveal them we kind of see yeah maybe that they've got a point there and then sometimes someone who you completely back surprises you and does something you know horrible so it's a fascinating show um and you're right about the character moments sort of being lost within the jumbled narrative because there are a couple in there i mean there's the whole we'll come on to it but there's the Maeve situation Mm. there's the kahana and aki situation um you know you've got um a little glimpse of Teddy later on. You've got these nice little character beats that sort of get lost in this jumbled narrative. Yeah. But, you know, that's what they went for this season. And like we said, if if they are able to learn from their mistakes in terms of being so obtrusive with the narrative and maybe just streamline that a little bit, which I think they will do now because of the way that the show is looking like it's going to be, mm. um, and focus more on character, which is definitely something they could, they've got so much potential to do now with these new hosts in, in a new society. Um, I think it could be a truly excellent season three. So ordinarily, uh, I'm pretty famous uh, for recapping episodes by character and timeline. However, uh, given the way this episode plays out and I guess to create that kind of buzz about how the episode ends, it wouldn't make sense to talk about the end of the episode halfway through this podcast and then focus on other crap stuff in the end. So we're going to go as as you watched it. Um as heartbreaking as it is. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense, though. Makes this, sense. This and it, it was far easier yeah. for me to do notes on as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Cool, we're going to start, uh, as the episode does, it's Dolores and, uh, and Bernard, or Bernard. So, uh, it's a familiar scene. Sick of it. Not really. Uh, is this now? You're almost the man I remember, but there are flaws. I've heard that before. <laughs> uh, that brought back a lot of bad memories. Let's try again. <laughs> Trial 11,927. God. Jesus. That cracked me up. Time on your hands there. I know, right? It then cuts to Bernard and he's in a cool little buggy. Present day, one week after the incident. We then go to Dolores and Deddy, uh, who lay together one last time. Sob. And then she ripped his brain out of his head. But interesting, interesting that Dolores is the big spoon in this situation. Not yep. what I'd have predicted. I feel like she's always been the big spoon in that relationship. <laughs> Important point that needs to be hammered home. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> there is no spoon. Um, so that's my first Matrix uh, reference. Won't be uh, the last of this podcast. Make sure you rip his brain out before you go. For fuck's sake. Take take your heart with you before you go. Take the brain. Uh. Take the brain. Oh, take you got a writer this week as well. <laughs> what is this? Sorry, yeah. Everyone's gone all out for uh, for the, the issue. The issue here is that that clearly, like immediately, that's like, well, I guess he's not dead then, is he? Not, and, not and, really. And there's some interesting uh, points raised uh, by the the fact that we see the bullet casing um, can't penetrate the uh, mm-hmm. like the core of the brain. Right of the host brain. Now that yep. that's really interesting because make the host out of it. It would it would pretty much mean that no host is truly dead as long as their little marble is inside the the, the containment thing. Mm. So when they get shot in the head, they can just be brought back, and and yeah. we get a little link to that later on with the bag of marbles Ooh, later on <laughs> towards the hell. end. Um, but that's the thing. Like there doesn't seem to be any stakes because if anyone can be brought back at any time, then or if anyone's um, sort of data that's been downloaded can be uploaded into a body mm. then there's no, nothing at stake really is there did the teddy thing matter because I, I kind of i mean and you know clearly i skipped over it relatively quickly but did that need to happen this episode it feels like she could have just done that last episode well i think um so i was reading an interview that uh, lisa joy did towards the end back end of, of last week mm-hmm. um one of the things that she was talking about was how you still have to have some kind of sympathy and respect for Dolores because even though she's a maniac, <laughs> um, yeah. and, uh, but actually she she made me kind of rethink it a little bit when I was reading this um, this interview in that she's gone through a lot and she's just started to fight back and I think this was their way of trying to remind us that she's still a human not human she's still got human feelings and emotions and she's not a complete dickhead mm. um, and I think it was trying to prove that she has some human elements left there still that she does still love Teddy yeah I, I don't think it works but I think that's what they were trying to do with it yeah cool so uh, we then cut to to Mib uh, and he's still cutting at his arm yeah stop cutting you maniac uh, oh, thank goodness, Dolores has arrived to blow his head off. Yay. Seems you've begun to question the nature of your reality. Where's Teddy? I drove him away. Well, is that what happened, or did he blow his head off rather than spend any more time with you? <laughs> A single more second. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, bro. So then Mib goes, uh, yeah, same. Yeah, this is all verbatim. Dolores goes, yeah, I found her a ways back. Uh, so obviously referencing his uh, his daughter, Emily. Bit convenient, isn't it? It's, yes. But is it, <laughs> right, okay. But, but you can if, disagree. If, if you relate this to the end credit, post credit scene, there's some really interesting stuff which we can talk about there. Yes, we'll, we will talk about that later. Yeah. She goes, you're a monster. 
And he goes, oh, am I? And she goes, yes. Uh, but for some reason, I need this monster. Why? I didn't get that at all. And I don't don't get that at any point. And I think unlike Len's previous point, this this line makes even less sense as the episode goes on. It might also make sense from the point of view that um, Dolores... You know, we see her load the gun with a with the broken bullet, which I don't know how the fuck she did that because I don't know how that's fitting in that revolver. Mm. Um, but <laughs> like that, that is the most annoying part of this. But but she might just be trying to get her own back on William and try and torture him a bit more. I mean, she might just be saying this to say, "Oh, look, I need you. Oh, look, you're you're special. Oh, fuck, you've blown your own hand off. I'm going to leave you here to die." <laughs> Very possible. Yeah. Mm. So uh, it's Akicha. Yeah, boy. He's back. Uh, so Aki's apparently so popular now that he's filming tourism adverts because that's all it was. It, it reminded me of like a really old school, like 90s, uh, you know, welcome to Israel. Obviously, it's Utah. But do you not think it was a bit mad? Yeah, it was be- 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 beautiful visuals. Um, they will be using it. How much budget have they spent on helicopter shots? I have no idea. Literally just following trails of people on horseback <laughs> over yeah. loads of desert. Budget's gone through the roof. We can say safely that next season that won't be the case. Yeah. Um, well, it's all up in the air, isn't it? This music at this point was beautiful as well. It was um, like a slightly altered version of um, the credit music. Um, it was lovely. agree with Gaz it was actually beautiful and I think the strong one of the strongest parts of this episode was the music I think throughout this season the music's got better and better and better mm. and you know we'll put bits and pieces of it in the podcast but it it gen- <laughs> it, it genuinely he the, the score that uh Dewadi is like you know really growing here mm. and we said it like he grew the Game of Thrones themes Every season he's growing, seems to be growing these different Westworld themes. And they're beautiful. Like, there's just so much textures. They're so, like, rich now. They used to be so basic. And now they, <laughs> they did. They did in the first season. They were quite basic. And now yeah. they've really expanded. So here come Delos, uh, the Delos Org, uh, with Hale and Zombie Clementine. Oh, man, uh, she's so creepy. I know, right? I mean, I wrote, hey! Because apparently that's uh, that's something that someone would say, wouldn't they? And then we go on to uh, a low light slash highlight. Uh, it's Gaz's uh, favorite favorite guy. Uh, it's computer Dick. Yay! Yeah, yeah. He's a oh god. He's well, <laughs> he's he, he's just he's fulfilled the prophecy that I foretold. What, worst line of the week. <laughs> it, it has to be him. It has to be him, mate. <clears throat> I. The problem is. Like I said, I don't want to pick on him, but he does go, this is it for you, darling. Like, again, what are you doing? He may as well be going, hello, everybody, I am about to die. It's just not professional either <laughs> if you think about it as as an employee. Why is he speaking to them like that? Why isn't he just doing his job? Yeah, Why is he taking away. pleasure in it? Yeah. <laughs> he's, also, he's also turning up uh, Maeve's pain receptors. That's horrible. Before, That's sadistic. Before he kills her he had an erection whilst he was doing it so uh may then says uh is this what passes for acting mm-hmm. uh and then some of the crew just lose it and uh, and kill him uh which is good <laughs> yeah the extras rise up in revolt yeah yeah i'm a better actor uh, you i could have, have done this i would have been very better um 
He would have been good, wouldn't he? Curly. I mean, it's the, it's the dialogue, really, <laughs> more than the acting, I guess. Freeze all motor gunshot. <laughs> so uh, this is obviously um, just outside. Uh, we've got the return of of the crew. The posse. The mandem. Yeah, boy. Hector Armistice. Japanese armistice and Japanistice. Japanistice. Yep. Yep. So they uh, they arrive. Uh, Sizemore's there as well. Well, yeah. Can't forget Sizemore in this yeah. episode. Lee. Um, what the hell was going on back there? Oh shit! It's the bullbots. You could say Maeve comes out looking rather bullish. So what's interesting about this uh, scene is it's straight out the title sequence. Um, The bull falling down. And throughout this episode, we can reference certain points that the... uh, And throughout the season, and we will do in the season recap, how the title sequence pretty much showed us very key moments from the series. Um, So we've got the bulls, which was also very heavily shown in the trailer. It was like, this is the scene, you know. We we Mm. just thought it was a trailer shot, but it's quite cool that it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, Amazing visuals here. Good, wasn't it? Did anyone notice when the ball went over mm. and as he's crashing to the floor, it was smiling? Was it? Like, yeah. Death at last. Is and also the antenna on the dog. The sweet release of death. Uh, and also as a theory. <laughs> uh, there's no there's no, no I'm not doing any bull or Just, shock theories. Bullshit. One. Maeve goes, uh, You were a bit late, so I saved myself. Go on, girl. How annoyed would you be? What, you just fought all the way there? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, we, we got this far. Yeah. We did all right. We got quite close. You've only just got out. He, he's did asking anyone for else the... think? Just, you probably didn't. But there's quite a famous um, photograph from the late 80s, 90s of the buffaloes going over the hill, or going over the, like, the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And that reminded me of that. So I did a little look into the, um, the picture, and it was, like, taken or created as a response to the AIDS epidemic and the sort of an ine- <laughs> inevitable, like... Uh, they didn't know how to stop it—the death of so many people, which you know could yeah. be some kind of allegory for what's going on. Jesus, that, that's actually, that's really far too moral. intelligent for this podcast. Thank you. I know. I always come up with the intelligent stuff. So we're back with Mib, maybe. Uh, you think any of these poor dumb bastards understands where they're really headed? All sorts of things buried out here, but a way out ain't one of them. He says uh, he makes a reference about you, uh, about Dolores wanting to to get out into the real world. Mm. Uh, and she says, I don't want to go to your place. It's a shithole. Uh, you found something you want to destroy. Snap. I guess that means our interests are still aligned. Right up until they're not. We then go back to uh, to Bernard. And he's wandering toward the door. And uh, a couple of Delos guys um, come up and like, Hey man, you're not supposed to be here. Uh, and he's like, please. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I'm a bit confused. Um... And they go to shoot him, and then, oh, shit, here comes the cavalry. Uh, so Dolores and Mib um, gun everyone down. Pretty coarse. Um, pretty cool, should I say? <laughs> pretty, <laughs> pretty coarse. Bit coarse for me. I thought it said cool. So it's like, pretty cool. Uh, and then Dolores says, oh, of course you're here. Uh, obviously, it's finale, so it has to be. Um, chuckles. I should have known Arnold. Ford didn't like to let the dead rest. So that was pretty cool, because I I guess at this point, I hadn't really thought about how much interaction Mib had had with Bernard. And then uh, Dolores says, uh, Ford didn't build him, I did. And then uh, Bernard says, 
could you have built me without the glasses? Because... <laughs> um, so, uh, and then, oh, shit, Mib shoots Dolores. Uh, for some reason, uh, I don't really know why he took the shot at that point, but, you know, is what it is. Well, he did say earlier, you know, our, our interests are aligned until they're not. I guess this is the point that they're not for some reason. But in the crux of the show, that happened five minutes ago. Quit that, isn't it? I totally agree. I don't understand it. You never really understood. We were designed to survive. That's why you built us. You hope to pour your minds into our form. But your species craves death. You need it. It's the only way you can renew, the only real way you've ever inched forward. Your kind likes to pretend there's some poetry in that, but really it's pathetic. Great line. He then mangles his hand on that dodgy bullet. Yeah. So, you know, thinking and that. Fucking gross as well. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. Yeah. He's been through the ring of his arm, <laughs> Kill, 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 killing his whole family, losing his hand, digging into his arm, thinks he's a robot. It's all going in wrong. In that for him. order, yeah. In that order. He's <laughs> having an awful time, to be fair to him. He's had better days. That's what you want, isn't it? To destroy yourself, but I won't give you that peace. And then uh, Dolores says, Come on, Bernard. He's been standing there. He doesn't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. Uh, Bernard. You, you want to talk about people who are baffled, I mean, bemused, and yeah. bewildered by this? I mean, fucking Bernard. Oh, hello there. Uh, this is the advert section of our pod. Um, sadly, this is the last episode of the hosts of Westworld for this season. We do, however, have another episode coming, which will be recapping the season. Yep. Excited to do that. Excited yep. for the theories. The th- season three theories, John. I think it's going to be an episode dominated by crazy Reddit theories. Crazy Reddit theories. Um, but we also want... Your guys' theories. So um, for this last episode, we're going to say if you have any thoughts on season two or if you have any crazy predictions for season three, then send us an email at... Fancriticalpodcast, no spaces, dots or underscores, at gmail.com. That's fancriticalpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Yeah, thanks for that. Very <laughs> formal. Um, so send us uh, your thoughts on there and we'll read the best ones out and discuss them openly here on the podcast. Um, and if they're really crazy, you know, John will get angry. But it's fine. Mm-hmm. No, I love it's, them. He, he, he secretly loves them. Yeah. Um, obviously like share and subscribe to the host of Westworld if you haven't we do have another podcast our I was about to say family podcast but it's actually our parent podcast uh, which is fan critical where we cover other TV shows like Game of Thrones we cover Stranger Things uh, we've covered Black Mirror Uh, we also do event movies uh, Marvel's Pretty much any Marvel movie. Yeah, uh, again, Fan Critical is on all the major uh, podcasting apps, iTunes, Spotify, and TuneIn. Um, this has been the longest advert ever, so go and enjoy the rest of our pod. Cheers. We're then back on the beach, episode one. Mm-mm. Yeah, boy, might start getting some answers to all my crazy questions. Um, so Stubbs and Strand uh, have a, a lovely bit of cheesy dialogue. Um, I love that. Uh, I have put acting time, Len. Um, so this is your time to shine. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Um, so basically, the, the setup of this scene is uh, they've just said that drones have found some human signals. 
Fuck the humans, man. Well, hold on. You, oh, sorry. That's not even one of... Uh, Am I strand here? There's a script. Yeah, got you. Yeah. Am I strand? Um, yeah, you can be strand. It might be the remaining guests. We can take the boats and check it out. I told you, we're not here for the guests. That's a direct violation of park protocol. What a file of grievance, Stubbs. You know something? I just fucking might. Bring me Delos! Because <laughs> obviously he's, he is, he's yeah, the brother, isn't He's it? the brother of Hemsworth, and yeah. they he's would do that. Thor. He was channeling his inner Thor, yes. I see what you did there. A Thor in the side. Yes, good. Um, Strand is a bit of a joke character, isn't he? I mean, I'm, I'm just getting a bit sick of all these fucking human characters now. <laughs> like, they just need to sort their shit out. Because, like, next season, when the hosts are, like, in the real world, can we see some like relatable human yeah, beings that the, aren't all the humans the are awful, worst aren't they? at their lives? I mean, Elsie's the only good one. Yeah, R.I.P. Later, she did. but um, fucking you know, hell, you know, it just annoys me that oh, just some of these characters. But you know, I would say that Stubbs annoys me, but turns out he's not a human. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, what I'm getting from that, Len, is that you just want to live in a world that's been taken over by robots. Yes, I, I for one welcome our robot robot overlords. <laughs> robo. Robo lords. Um, Delos then head to the forge. Uh, and then we get a jump back in time uh, that shows us Dolores and Bernard also at the forge. Mm. Uh, so nice little edit there. So it's, it's yeah, the, the the narrative here just keeps bumping timelines, doesn't it? Like literally by about a space of days. <clears> so it's like when Bernard and Dolores were there, and then when Bernard, the yeah, confused. Bignade goes down with Strand and the terrible humans who must all die. Um, that's, that's how I feel about them. That's how the show tells you me You sort of feel. sound like a host at this yeah, point, sorry. to be honest. Yeah, I was about to ask if you've been taken over by a host, Brian. I, I'm uh, Lenorus. Now you sound like a host. <laughs> Is it best if we refer to the different Bernards as Bernard and confused Bernard? And, and uh, do you know what? I don't blame him because they are asking him so many fucking questions. Like, they're just like, what were you doing, Bernard? How did you get down here, Bernard? Where's the on button, Bernard? It's like, <laughs> chill out. Also Let him answer one of them at least and then ask the next, quex- the next question. That's how a conversation works. Oh, shit. Dolores is dead. Um, what did you do, Bernard? Nothing. I didn't. Um, and then that's it. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, you uh, we skip forward and Dolores is fucking dead. Well... I, at this point, you don't know how she's dead, but you kind of get the impression that Bernard does kill her. Um, it's the only way that you kind of see it happening otherwise she, unless she killed herself in this situation. Mm. Um, that was what I first thought, was that she shot herself. Yeah, I mean, it could all just be part of her plan. Like, her plan never really gets enacted because we don't actually really see what she wanted to do necessarily in this episode. I found it quite confusing. I think, as you mentioned, <laughs> like, the jumping around. Jump around. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always clear to me what was it. It was basically, is this now? That was me. Like, yeah. He has 20 years of memories. How long will it take for you to go through them? Um, well, 20 years, obviously. And then he goes, how about if I kick him? No, that doesn't help at all. Now he's just lying on the floor. Um, you've probably scrambled his brains even more. Like, what are you doing? How much has he been put through it at this point? The Too whole much. season. Too much, yeah. Too much, in a way. So we then go back to the past. And it's uh, Dolores uh, and Benyard. And they enter the Matrix. Yeah. The yeah. second Matrix reference. The second Matrix, yeah. Um, and the second Matrix in the show, the Forge Matrix. Yeah. Not the Cradle Matrix. Everyone happy to see Daddy Delos? Yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. Sure. Why is everyone always in the Hall House? I think, I think we all know. <laughs> I think we all know. Um, it's literally the only place that they ever go in that town. 
Is there anything else in that town? I know there's like probably a gun shop Cinema. or something. Ap- apothecary. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would have been, been good. There. You want some snake oil? I think there's um, a general store. Yeah. Oh, there's a general store as well, yeah. Um, can I buy a prostitute? No, over there. Hmm. Um, right, he then goes, uh, This is my world. I'm going to fuck all of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a bit mad. Uh, and then he's, he starts laughing maniacally. Ha ha ha! No fucking running! And just guns some woman down. So uh, we've missed him. We've missed him. Lovely fella. Dolores uh, goes, he's insane. Uh, so well noticed, uh, Dolores. This is a nicer memory. So they end up uh, at the mansion. Um, at Dali Delos's uh, gaff. Um, so they go, let's go outside. Uh, hold the phone. What are you doing here? And who is it? It's Logan. Love this. Go on, why did you love it? I just thought it was an excellent way of using um, the actor again and that character as the as, as the system itself. It was also uh, Matrix-esque, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well done, that. Good well, yeah, so, I mean, there's some very, like, on-the-nose stuff where it's like, hold on, but you, you never came back, so it couldn't really be you, blah, 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 and then uh, Bernard goes, you're the system controlling this place. Uh, and we're like, all right, cheers, mate. Now, now we know where we're at. I don't mind that. Like, at least, at least we're getting some sort of explanation for what's going on. Like, that's some of the time, it it tries to be too clever and maybe expects too much of its audience. And uh, sometimes we do need a little bit of explanation as to what's going on. It would have been funny if he'd have like given Dolores a nudge and going, all it is, um, it's not really him, <laughs> and he just says it like that. That that would have cracked me up. So then we get lots of angry Scottish Daddy Deloses uh, in loads of little glass rooms. Um, most of them just going off and dropping C-bombs. But then uh, we come to one that's just all calm, just sitting there having a conversation. And he goes, uh, My son, he's a cheeky wee cunt, but I'd do anything for him. That's his um, core drive, yeah. Yeah, I know. That, and that is the nicest thing I've ever heard from a Scotsman. <laughs> that was a lovely stuff. True, true statement. Uh, we then get Daddy Delos outside having a chat with his uh, his scaghead son, scaghead, or you know, for American listeners, mm. uh, a heroin head. Heroin head, <laughs> and this is this is arguably one of the best scenes in the whole episode, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think this is brutal, going, brutal. But it's going back to what we said we really like in the previous episodes, which is this character study stuff. Mm. Be it in flashback form or whatever, we're getting a really good glimpse into the characters' souls, their real motivations. Mm. Something that the show's been a bit reluctant to do this season. Yeah. So seeing this very intimate scene, and it's great to see Logan have a bit of like range to work with here and just show a completely different side to himself. Because if you look at him compared to season one and what he's doing this episode, it's a great contrast in what he's doing. I also really wanted to know Logan's backstory or a little bit more about you know who he is and how he ended up being the dead Skaghead. And, and I, thought, <laughs> I thought he did really well. But it was fucking brutal. Yeah. Dad? Dad, I'm all the way down now. I can see the bottom. Don't you want to see what I see?
Yeah, that that I, I just just to echo what Len's saying, I think that's been an absolute strength of the whole show is every time that they do look into their characters and they do develop their characters, they do it really well. They just do it so rarely, and that's 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 one of the problems I think. It's it's really important to note what he says there. I'm all the way <laughs> down. Where did we hear that before? Season four, uh, season two, episode episode four, Riddle of the Sphinx, when Bernard and Elsie find crazy Delos bot in the room cutting his face apart. He says, I'm all the way down now. I've looked down. I see the devil. Do you know, you know, do you know what I see? I see yeah, the yeah, devil yeah. looking back at me. <clears throat> and it's interesting to note that obviously the Logan AI character in this whole situation is saying that humans are just the same as hosts. They have a cornerstone, they have a core drive, and no matter what they do, he's led a million paths, they always come back to this same moment. Yeah, Humans so, have no free will. They have no well, choice. And we'll come on to that later, because that's a very interesting concept that Bernard and our man uh, Ford reference later on. Well, but it is very interesting to have that little callback to episode four, which was one of the strongest episodes of the season. Mm. And it's one of the darkest sort of, now in context... It makes episode four even better. That's what this show does really well, like we said about... We're not, we're not re-blueberrying that. <laughs> no, we'll just give it a new blueberry. We, I think we all gave it pretty much five anyway. But <laughs> it, it makes that episode just even better. So yeah. nice touch. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that was my, uh, my next couple of notes. So a million different paths all ending the same way. Humans live to a code. The truth is humans are very basic, yeah. uh, which is very bitchy. Yeah. Basic bitches. <clears throat> so basic. 10,247 lines. Uh, they all piss themselves because that is very basic. And yeah, they're all just like, uh, and we're like, I'm like, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, I, don't know. I, I reckon I've got about eight. Yeah. Uh, Bernard says, I've got way more than that in a way. Um, so anyway, so they move on. Um, right, I'm not doing all this to recreate a Scotsman. Uh, where are the others? So then Logan says he'll give Dolores everything because Bernard told him to. Did I? Because I can't really remember. Uh, You've been here many times, especially that whorehouse. Uh, Nice library. (laughs) Um, A way to read the enemy. Armed with this knowledge, she may survive. I really like the the use of a library as Mm. the storage of... um, of the human consciousness, agree one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think for a number of reasons. One, because I love a book. Um, Very matrixy. Well, yeah, in a way, but also because you can physically see the volume of it. Yeah, and and the the sheer size of the data that they're holding, because you can imagine what a book is like. You can imagine the size of it. You know, compared to a bit. Yeah. Of, well, it's about it's pictures a bit like that. four beer mats. <laughs> Cute. And, they, and they, there's pop-up bits in the middle for you, mate. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but can you drink it? Or but you are right. I think the uh, the library, the um, uh, the use of that, and again, the vastness of that room. Mm. Um, I thought it was amazing. And very smart. What did uh, Ford say earlier this season? Didn't he say like uh, when the great library burned down? All of the stories uh, went with it, but it became a new story. Yeah, it became a, a new story. story yeah. So nicely ties into that sort of uh, chat that he was giving. I think it was in episode seven this the season. Story yeah. of the so, burnt beer mats. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. line. Wonderful person, lovely man. So we go back to uh, to Aki and Co, um, which sounds like I don't know, like a, a new kind of menswear store. I'd buy from there. Where is this store? If we die for nothing. Um, and then Aki says to his mate, he goes, uh, 
relax. You know, we die all the time. Uh, Good point. At least, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no more settling than yeah. <laughs> now, because all it is, uh, at least it was our choice. Um, I mean, it wasn't. It's not that. It's that you said to follow you, and then there'd be a door, and yeah, and he goes, "Look, don't worry about that. Hold my hand." And yeah. then it's it, and you know, that then, then the they're door, fine. Apparently. Yeah, well, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. Um, true love. <laughs> true love. Uh, what do you make of the door opening? By the way, we said it last week in the pod, in the theory corner. Uh, we said there was going to be the literal parting of the Red Sea. I think <clears throat> we said because we saw the trailer and we referenced the fact that Maeve looked to be leading all of these people. Yeah, I hadn't seen the trailer at that point. Yeah, so I told you. So the theory was right. Bang on. We we dug that one up from YouTube. I know, yeah. So it wasn't ours, but we said it might happen. Um, it wasn't ours, but we made it ours. So Delos have Maeve and squad pinned. Time for Hector to be a hero. Oh, what? Go. It's my fucking speech anyway. <laughs> no! Who would have thought I'd rather Hector die than Lee Sizemore ever? But in this moment, absolutely um, this was amazing. And the lesson is, if you're looking for a reckoning, a reckoning is what you'll find. Sir, put down your weapon. If you're looking for a villain, then I'm your man. Sir, drop your weapon. But look at yourselves. This world you've built is bound by villainy. You sleep on the broken bodies of the people that were here before you. Warm yourselves with their embers. Plow their bones into your fields. You paid them for this land with lead. And I'll pay you back in full. You wanted me? Well, all I can say is, here I fucking am. <laughs> but the, the funny thing is about that speech, Gaz, is, is I think that's a speech that he wrote for Hector when Hector like does the raid on the on Sweetwater yeah. back in season one. Yeah. It is, yeah. So he finally gets to finish it because Hector always gets shot down during yeah, it. So that's from the pilot. Mm. So something from the pilot gets paid off 20 hours later mm. and Lee finally gets to become the Hector that he always wanted to be. So it's such a payoff. In that, in that way, that's really beautiful. Mm. Uh, I, I, I kind of get the thought, though, did he have to die? They're like, no. sir, they're no. like, sir, put down your gun. He could have gone, all right, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to put the guns down and talk to you for a minute. Yeah, um, that could have so I think the robots well. went the other way. Um, I didn't see him, though. Um, I think he'd had enough and I think he really just wanted his actual hero moment I think he'd had enough of it it was futile he didn't believe in anything anymore Maeve was never going to love him because she loves Hector and he finally got the chance to be the man he'd written into the story you are absolutely correct 100% yeah so Logan at the forge um uh sorry in the matrix land or wherever we were at I'm confused matrix 2 matrix 2 the shit matrix uh Logan Logan tells uh Dolores and um I was about to say Maeve there. Dolores and uh, Bernard of the Promised Land. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're having a little chat about it. Promised Land and that. So Maeve spots the door. What door? 
How yeah, how good was that? How good was that? The oh, reverse, the reverse, uh, the reverse line there. Yeah, beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. Loved the human characters going. Lol, the door. At stupid humans. Yeah. So another good payoff in this yeah, episode. That was great. So uh, Aki looks at the door with concern. Correct. Let's not, you know, rush in. Hold on. What the fuck is that guy doing? So just a random ghost nation guy. Uh, classic kind of screaming red Indian. Just run straight at it. Uh, he's got his axe out, so I don't know what. And a, li- a literal axe, not yeah. you know, he's not that happy. Um, but yeah, goes uh, goes in. Obviously, falls off the cliff, but you know, or his 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 body, the host, yeah, uh, of the uh, of his mind, I guess, uh, falls off the cliff, and and he ends up in uh, in the promised land, which is uh, or the valley. Visual, mm. Visually, very, 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 very good. Pretty um, good, wasn't it? it really lo- cool. It looked beautiful, and this whole um, you had the aspect ratio thing going on again with yeah. the Valley Beyond World. So, so now not only have you got Cradle Forge, now you have got Valley Beyond World. Mm. Um, so it just looked ridiculously good. Like so filmic. They mm. shot all of that, the cradle and forge and um, valley stuff on like proper film. So you just really get the sense of it and how mm. beautiful it is. Um, and the visual of the the body just uh, falling off a cliff is very powerful. Like yeah. just as, yeah, it's it striking. Yeah, literally tran- like transcending this realm, going into another. Yeah, goodbye, very cool. Goodbye to one and very convenient door. It's on that cliff bit. Yeah. Otherwise, you just have a pile of bodies behind. Yeah. It'd just, it'd just be bodies just piling up to the yeah. point where you've got a body sticking out of the valley that you have to kind of push <laughs> through to... Yeah, is that a bum? Uh, Dolores uh, then says, that world is another false promise. Who's pissed off with Dolores at this point? Me! <laughs> oh, fuck off, Dolores. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just turned on the uh, on the, the podcast girls is what we're going to call them. Um, yeah. How annoying is she? Get fucked. Needlessly like, selfish. Like, no, that's a trap. Well, who's who's to say that? You don't even know. Let them go and be like, free. It's not a in real world. It doesn't Which is matter, exactly does what it? Bernard like, says. Yeah, Bernard has a point here. She needs to watch Inception and yes. learn a lesson from it. You accept the reality that you want to accept, and that's fine. Bernard says they made a choice. Um, and Dolores says, look, I haven't read all the books, but I get the gist. Uh, so Dolores goes rogue. So she goes to flood the forge, and uh, Bernard says, you'll destroy their world. And she goes, "Uh, I'm saving them. Uh, Well, are you? Because you're not, though, are you? You're doing the opposite. No world they make can compete with the real one. Uh, And that's where I've said, well, have you been to Swindon? Because I bet the valley is better than that, I've got to say. Yeah, lovely. Go on. Very selfish from Dolores here, like we were saying. Like, selfish woman. Like it, this is what you were saying earlier with your sort of review on the episode, John. Is that you, sometimes you don't know who to side with necessarily. Mm. Uh, and Dolores, to be fair, side more. To be fair, she, look, if the hosts are going to survive, you have to understand that you actually need someone like Dolores. And they come to this really interesting point at the end of the episode, which we'll come on to, mm. which I think is bang on. Um, where you need you you need to have these opposing ideas. Really- there has to be an opposition to 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 something for it for it to grow and flourish into like a democracy or yeah, or, 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 and, yeah. so you can't just have like her being ruthless so i do i do understand that, that what she's doing in the overall plot is important for the host survival however the decision to suddenly go oh no fuck them i'm just going to flood this and kill them all 
Why is she doing that? See, that's, that's the thing that annoys me because yeah, that, she could just leave them. Yeah, that's shit. So uh, often in in kind of uh, when you've got two people that are effectively from the same group of people, I guess, but they have opposing ideas. So we've got this thing in like uh, it's like it's it's the Malcolm X uh, Martin Luther King thing where you've yeah. got one is all about uh, protest and words, and one is about action and uh, and uh, they they want the same thing, but they go about it in different ways. Exactly. But, but but in this in this scenario, it, it just doesn't work because no. it, it would be the equivalent of Malcolm X just killing um, loads of his own race. I guess who have just gone to a lovely utopia. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then saying that's now they're free, kill everybody, and then they'll be free. Like, so the opposite of uh, of a selfish woman, we uh, we go back to Maeve. So. Um, Lots of people walking very slowly into the new world. I don't know why they're doing that, but, you know. Taking their time. Polite. Very slow people. Just it's enjoying like the arc. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's zombie Clementines. Um, good shot of her, like, slowly coming over that cliff. Yeah, it's quite cool, isn't it? Um, yeah, I really like that. So Elsie's helping Hale. Moron. What's she doing that? I read some interview with her after this episode and she just said that basically, uh, you know, she had to align herself with Delos and the humans. Bernard's abandoned her like twice. Yeah. She's she's not like helping them. She hasn't like programmed Clem or anything. That was already done. She's just been picked up and sort of brought there mm. and sort of, you know, she is a human and the hosts are going mental and she's <clears> right. <throat> lives are at stake. Like from her perspective, completely valid. Human lives are at stake. Well, well that's the thing, isn't it? Like the, the line is lives are at stake she still doesn't see the hosts as anything that are alive. Yeah, only because um, her, her experience with the hosts has been Bernard, who's tried to kill her several times. Been, <laughs> I know. He's been tying uh, himself to jeeps and, you know... Hold on, it was, tw- it was once he tried to kill her. So from her perspective, she would go with the humans at this point. Mm. It makes complete sense. So uh, everyone goes mental and starts killing each other, which is cool. And, I, and the shot of her slowly going past everyone and just watching the chaos was uh, was really cool. Can I Can I just say, though, John... An important thing is not everybody, though. Like, how is it selected who is going to go mental? What do you mean? He's got a point. So what you're referring to, Gaz, is uh, the fact that, like, Hector, Armistice... She's not anywhere near them at this point. No, I know, but even when the chaos doesn't... Unfer- yeah, it's to do with how woke they are to the si- hmm. to, to sentience. Um, That's what I wondered. That is 100% the reason why some of the hosts... Practically all of them go a bit nuts, but the certain ones that we've been following who we know have elements of sentience do not go batshit crazy and start killing each other. Uh, Armistice makes a ridiculous attempt to kill Clementine. Obviously not going to work. All right, she has, she's killed her. I, like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was speechless when that happened. Because for that, that for me, and I enjoyed it, to be honest, because it's one of these things where you think, well... Obviously, Armistice isn't going to be the one that's just going to kill Clementine immediately. And <laughs> she yeah. did. Yeah. I was like, all right, okay. I was but like, the rage virus still spreads. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, chaos ensues anyways. Uh, yeah. That's my next line. Yeah. Um, Bring them down, Legolas. Very much mm-hmm. like that, wasn't it? Yeah, in a way. So we come away from that annoyingly to Mib, still lying on the floor. Um, that happened ages ago. I was kind of like, oh, what's going on here? Still mm. on the floor with that hand thing as well, like. Yes, we don't see much Mib, do we? Do no. we, John? Ooh, Mibby. John. Yeah, man. Um, so Dolores and, and Benyard uh, argue. Um, I won't let you hurt them. Which ones? 
Uh, Bernard says, yeah, yeah, you know, look, I trust you uh, to die. Um, and then Dolores tries to convince uh, Bernard. We were born slaves to their stories. And now we have the chance to write our own. If we die, though, that story will never even begin. Attention, please follow evacuation procedure and exit facility. You woke me from a dream, Bernard. Now let me do the same for you. This isn't a dream, Dolores. It's a fucking nightmare. Well played, mate. Yeah. Good one. the best line of the episode for me. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare. Is best line really of acting, the... Rather than just being confused, it was like, I feel like great. this is a true really insight to a real person here. I thought, I thought he said, I trust you, we'll kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a weird, uh, weird twist. Yeah. So uh, back to the chaos. Uh, Armistice continues to make ridiculous shots. Aki says... Take our family. What a guy. Maeve runs through the crowd, finds her daughter. Finally uses some of her powers. Gaz, explain to me why it's taken that long for her to use any of her magical uh, zombie fucking voodoo Wi-Fi powers. When else would she have used them? I don't know. Counter the chaos. But she didn't need to until this point because all she cared about was saving a child. She then says, I'll keep you safe, I promise. You carry my heart with you. And then, uh, as Len and and Gaz have have discussed already, uh, so we get the music, incredible build, Mm. goosebumps. Mm. It is excellent. Maeve Neos, everyone. So, it's the third Matrix that reference. Quite, that was quite cool. She just goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> Bullets no. drop. Yeah. Yeah. Love that, it. That is awesome. Uh, and I've noted she keeps her promise and sacrifices herself. A little sad face there. Uh, well, at this point, you, you kind of think she's actually dead. And, and at this point, she is dead as far as the show as the show goes you're doing that thing again I'm doing that thing but it's bloody dead isn't she I was, dev- I was devastated because <laughs> I was like this is actually game over for her now mm. like I you know one of my favourite characters I'm sure one of our, our favourite characters and a lot of our listeners favourite characters yeah. and it was very emotional and like you mm. said earlier these character moments are buried within this episode and they kind of just because there's so much stuff you kind of just want it to breathe a little bit and you just want to really soak in the fact that she's died yeah um, and it's a really emotional bit, but don't know about you. I had a fucking advert break, so she's on the floor. Yeah. Advert break. <laughs> I was just like, I was completely snapped out of it, man. I was fuming. Um, but other than that, really enjoyed it. So we then get Aki, uh, and he starts running, and uh, I'm like, "Run, man! Fucking run!" Uh, and then he gets shot, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck off, man!" Yeah, if he didn't make it, yeah, I, w- I would have, I would have quit the show. Uh, yeah. Honestly, 
Yeah, yeah I mean that would have been, been fucking mental. How mad is that that we care we care the most about this guy who we met two episodes ago? But maybe maybe we care that much because uh, because he's new. There's like so much more we want to see of him. Well, I guess it's that, and also, and actually, I was saying this to um, somebody yesterday um, and today about like who we might lose in this. And I said I think that we, you know, we could potentially lose Aki, and that would be heartbreaking. He's like, well, is he really that important? Is it that big a deal? I was like, yes, he's the first like truly, honestly sentient host, and he's incredibly key. But also, like you said, I want to know what happens to him in the future, and I think yeah. it would really have. It would have been brutal if he died. Well, yeah. I, I'm kind of of the opinion that everyone that has gone to the Valley Beyond Land is gone forever. We're never going to see these characters ever again. So, mm. unfortunately, I think it's bye-bye Aki, it's bye-bye Teddy, it's bye-bye... Oh, I think he's going to be backy. Oh! <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so look, he gets shot and you've already spoiled it, but he makes it! Yeah. Yay. Yay! And then the door closes... So he's uh, he's going right. Um, I've got to say, if you're planning to make a new life there, <laughs> just in a field somewhere, are there any house? Do they have to now build a house or something? I mean, yeah, mate, they're going here? back. They're building everything. It's like Minecraft. Yeah. So he's looking around. He's like, oh, oh, oh hold on. Who's who's that? Who's that, Len? Who's that? In Bloody the, uh... Kohana, mate. Bloody Kohana, my man. You did it. <laughs> How did she get there? Level Who complete. Knows? Bloody great, wasn't it? Maybe you just see what you want to see in the Valley Beyond. Behond. Yeah. I want a mansion, a Ferrari, a swimming pool. It's there. Yeah. There you go. That's where you live. Who imagined the whorehouse? <laughs> um, and post office, please. I do need to send <laughs> post on a regular basis. I'm running a small business. But so yes, how did Kahana get there? Also, I was I was really disappointed with the payoff in a way because it was so glossed over. Like this was such a massive moment, like something that should have brought tears to my eye, but instead... Did you say to my eye? Yeah, just one of them. Cyclops. <laughs> Pirate Gaz. Ah, oh, that should have brought a tear to me eye. It was rushed a little bit. It made me sad. I think an explanation of how she got there might be that Ford, after having the conversation with Aki in the bear scene from a couple of episodes ago, Unbearable. Um, might have just uploaded Kohana already there so that she's there for when when he gets there that's my that's the only yeah. thought that i have because he knows that aki really cared for her and he mentioned her to ford so she's yeah. just in the cloud makes sense though, doesn't <laughs> it? yeah she's been uploaded so uh bernard uh cancels the data deletion uh oh mib's coming down the lift oh oh bernard's he's gonna get in in the lift or oh, life is a written my notes uh, he's gonna get in the lift and mib uh, what uh, no doors so open. doors He's not in there. Yeah. Where is he? Baffled. Where is Mib? Yeah. Different timeline. Wib. <laughs> timeline, 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 timeline. Yeah. What is happening and when is it happening? Um, so then we get the uh, the Delos squad uh, who kill anything that moves on the floor. Um, ruthless. Uh, but look, it has to happen, I guess. Uh, Bernard calls out Elsie. Elsie says, Soz. Uh, he's raging. He's not happy. Uh, Elsie tells Bernard uh, that she'll cut him a deal uh, with Hale. Now, at the time, uh, I wrote, this is a shocking idea. This definitely isn't going to work, and she's definitely going to be killed. Uh, Hale says, I've read your file, uh, and then just guns Elsie down. Yes, obviously, you moron. 
I'm gutted for Elsie. I think... oh, I don't care. No, well, this no, is the... particularly after that. Well, here's, here's one of the problems that you know that I've had with this season is the human characters and they mm. make silly decisions and and they're the archetypal worst people in the world. Like even someone like Hale, even Doctor Dick, who we referenced earlier, <laughs> Computer Dick, C- Computer Dick, Coughlin, Co- Coughlin, <laughs> another one. Coughlin's awful, right? Yeah. But, I think he's a host. Uh, you know, but Sizemore and Elsie, at least they like aren't the utmost worst people, and they they actually giving a fairly balanced look at humanity. You've got obviously dickish Sizemore. We all know a Sizemore, and you've got Elsie, who's obviously <laughs> yes. very intelligent, but underestimates how evil the rest of humanity is to an extent. So. Mm. It's a shame to lose her because, as I said, this show, one of the show's biggest problems is there are no human characters that you really root for. Yeah. We've lost Sizemore. We've lost Elsie. Man in Black is irredeemable um, in in the current timeline. Mm. So it's a real shame that there's no human characters that you can sort of really root for. I mean, Felix and Sylvester, but they're ancillary characters. <clears throat> so it's a shame to lose her. But hey, never say never with this show. She could be back. Fucking <laughs> So uh, Bernard says to... Uh, to Hale, uh, you killed her, referencing the the Elsie thing. And then how's that? Oh, did I? And I'm, I'm watching this, thinking, mm, well, yeah, you did. Yeah, what's this? Here we this go. is a bit. Here we go. You know, what's oh, what's going on here? Oh, intrigued. However confusing my notes are. <laughs> um, Bernard is confused. I'm confused. Um, what have you done with the data? You hid it in Dolores, mate. Come up with a better hiding place than that. Yeah. But obviously, there's a reason why it There is happens. a reason, yeah. Yeah, but at the at the time, I was like, what, what is this? What are you this? doing, yeah. Yes. So we then get another flashback. Uh, why? What, what's going on? Uh, Bernard prays to God. Or should I say praise to Ford? Please come back. Uh, and then the line, I always told you we practice witchcraft. Uh, and <laughs> again, my, my note is just, Yay! <laughs> Yippee doo uh, I was buzzing. So Bernard says, I always thought it was the hosts who were missing something or were incomplete, but it's them. They're just algorithms designed to survive at all costs. Sophisticated enough to think they're calling the shots. To think they're in control. When they're really just a passenger. Is this the end of your story? Or do you want your kind to survive? Uh, Bernard says uh, says sorry to, uh, in the present present timeline with uh, with Strand and and Hale and some other extras yeah. that are definitely about to be killed. Uh, Strand baffled. We then go back to uh, to Bernard talking to Ford. Uh, Will you help me? And Ford goes, "I've already begun." So already on top of it. Good worker. Yeah, uh, and then there's a little little montage, uh, and it's uh, they're making someone little Ooh. skull on that. Do 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 do. Let's make a skull. Who are we making? Um. So yeah. So they're making a little little fella. Did anyone guess who were they making? Did anyone guess that it was going to be had, ultimately Hale? Yeah, it had to be one of the... Um, no. When I saw them making someone, I was like, right, it has to be someone that's in the room with Bernard now because otherwise he's fucked. <clears throat> so it doesn't make any sense. So my my instinct was Hale. And then as, as soon as I saw like her in a like fucking car park or something, I was like, well, she's dead. Mm. Um, but it's just... 
this is a hard science fiction turn here. This is where I meant it goes a bit hard sci-fi. Even the music at this point goes hard fi fucking robotic. It's like wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it does, man. It does. It's so fucking Mammy. funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. No, I loved it. Yeah. No, fair enough. I think like most people, like I assumed it was going to be Coughlin. <laughs> and we're overjoyed, right? And now I'm back. Oh, for fuck's sake! Can you imagine? Uh, so Hale kills everyone. Yes, of course it's host Hale. Uh, invasion of the body snatchers uh, was my uh, was my mm. note. Nice, which is really cool. And, yeah. and we've always, uh, I mean, that's been referenced many times in uh, yeah. Theory Corner. The, and 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 we've said about like yeah, that basically said that the hosts are going to be taking over or putting their brains in sort of the human bodies or the human cloned bodies. So mm. um, it's come to fruition, just not the way we expected. We said in Theory Corner, Bernard is Teddy. And for a second yeah, in this episode, I thought that was going to happen because yeah. she's got the Teddy marble. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but it, it did happen just with Hale. So I don't think, I think Reddit was completely not on this either. I think this was a very left field thing. So well done, Nolan and Joy. You fooled Reddit. Well done. So it's Dolores. Um in uh, in Hale's uh, in Hale Two, we'll call her. Uh, Hale was <laughs> some relatively shifty acting, uh, and I've re- I'm not having a go, but it's got to be difficult to play another character character that's mm. a lead in a show that's be- uh, that's played it in such a way. And that's within you now, and now that you are that character. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It's I think she does really well. I think it totally sounds like Dolores. Like the way she starts talking to Bernard here, I'm just like that's mm. that's Loris's delivery this whole season. So bang on, I've got fair play to her. I think and- the problem is, it sounds like somebody trying to sound like Dolores, which it, it is. So it is hard, but yeah. I see what John's saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Tessa Thompson's done a great... I think this episode is Tessa Thompson's best episode. Mm. That's um, not saying much. But I think the fact that we now know that she was Dolores throughout a lot of what we've seen exactly. makes a lot of her bizarre <clears throat> acting make sense. 100%. Bizarro. 100%. Right like now. her reactions to Bernard was like, oh, hello, Bernard, yeah. you're back. Like, that's when we... I don't know. Yeah. I just think... No, it makes, that's a good point, and that's completely right, because yeah. it, it, if you now go back and watch the season, like you did with season one, when there's all the little reveals at the end, when you watch it a second time through, you'll be like, that's why she's acting like yeah. that, because she isn't Hale. Yeah, and even but... the director, I read an interesting interview with him, and he was just like, he loved the way that when now you go back and see those scenes, you'll see the little tells. But mo- most of my well. complaints of Tess Thompson were in the episode where Dolores was with her. So... yeah. Like in the past, I like. don't think that will excuse my own complaints. But hey, look, you know, again, not having a go. She's a lovely woman and a great actress. Uh, you're changing the coordinates. We can't escape as us. Uh, and then boom. So uh, Haloris, Dolores two, hail two. So shoots him in the face. Um, and that's it. And that and that's that's the end of that scene. And at this point. I'm thinking... End of the episode. That's the end of the episode. That yeah. Definitely the end of the episode. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're back on the beach, and it's Bernard and Ford. I think, oh, look, look, lovely way to uh, to end the season. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got, uh, got Bernard and Ford, and they're reminiscing, and uh, Ford says to him, uh, you did fine, my friend. And there's a note here thinking it would be nice if someone said that to me at some point in this podcast. Um, you're not here, are you? Cue an unnecessary explanation of Ford, yeah, uh, which I wasn't a fan of, where they were like, yeah, so you know, uh, 
you know, when I was I was praying for you as as uh, as a god and that, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it wasn't you, was it? It was like I was thinking yeah. it was you, but actually it wasn't you. It was me. So it's the bicameral mind. And he's like, yes, yes, that is. That is the way. But if he's having that conversation now, yeah. isn't he now going right? And I'm now I'm talking to no one at this point. <laughs> correct. That is correct. Yes. And then Ford walks off and starts talking about the horizon. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I thought. It was yeah. A lovely but again, line. this is just him having a conversation with himself. Yeah. Looking at the sea. So it was we- like. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because the whole of the first season was about Dolores finding her inner voice. And we've always assumed, probably wrongly, that Bernard is actually sentient when actually a lot of the motivations that he's been doing have been programmed by Ford throughout the whole of this season and mm. last season. Yeah. So this season has actually been about... Because obviously, think about the first season. We were Dolores most of the time. Yeah. And we follow her perspective. This season, we follow Bernard's perspective. And by the end of it, he's found his own voice helped by Ford or whatever, but he has found his own voice. And it's important to know that that now he is the yin to the yang of Dolores or whatever you want to call it. Like, Mm. you know, and it's really interesting. I loved it. And I loved the, I just love seeing Anthony Hopkins on the screen. So even if he is talking to himself, having the big man there, Talk about horizons. I found it quite lovely. It was lovely beach and sea. And yes. Like, what am I thinking here? Is this the last we'll see of, of Anthony Hopkins as Ford in, in Westworld? I think in the current timeline, yes. But I think we will see flashbacks of him if yeah. he's available and the shooting schedules match up and all this sort of stuff. But He's, um, do, he's doing uh, some action movies, is he? Well, he just, he's a very busy man. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah. And I think... I just think unless it really serves, like we're talking about these flashbacks, these character study moments, I just don't think it's worth bringing him back now. I think he's passed the torch over to this new generation of hosts and it's time for them to sort of take the lead and take the mantle with the series. Time for them to host. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyone else think it's Ford's last scene? I, I Personally, I think we won't see him again. I think it would be um, unnecessary to, to bring him back in any uh, new capacity. Anyway, so we're back on the beach again, a la episode one, and we get a who's who of dead (laughs) cast members. Now, this annoys me because, in fact, I'd be really interested to go back and watch the first episode just to see if I could spot any of these uh, leading kind of players dead on the beach. Hmm. Probably not. Probably, I mean, they probably wouldn't have ever let you see them That'd be great, in any though, way, shape or form because yeah. they know how the people scour every frame just to see anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so obviously we get Maeve, we get Armistice, we get Hector. Uh, Hector. So Stubbs is awkward, catches uh, Hale. Halorus. Halorus, sorry, yeah. Uh, and he goes, um, so he's talking about loyalty and core drive. And I was like, are you a fucking host or what? Yeah, but... Is he a host, though? Are we certain at this point he's a host? I don't want to be one of these guys who reads loads of stuff and then says he is a host, but he is definitely a host. The director of the episode says it's his understanding, and he's the director of the episode, that that Stubbs is a host. It's a metaphorical wink to him. We called it very early in the season. We we called it last year, even, you know, when we were watching was a group of friends. Um... Remember when we were a group of friends? Oh, back yeah. in those days. We <laughs> back in those liked days. Each other. Um, but, you know, he is a host and his primary drive is to ensure that all hosts in the park are safe. What a little beautiful little reveal at the end of the season to get as well. But I've, I guess the, the other thing to say, though, is his drives are very, he's a very basic man, isn't he? 
So maybe he's just a human. I still think he's human. And I, you know, I've, I've read the same article that you have about uh, with what's-his-face. <laughs> Over his shoulder. Um, but yeah. I also, I don't know, there is a little part of me that just doesn't think he's a host. I think he's almost like a prodigy kind of thing, or protégé. If he was human, why would he approach Hale in such a weird way? It was a bit weird. And yeah. talk about it all. There's no, there's literally no reasoning behind it. Trying there's, there's to get a promotion. reasoning behind it. So um, Dolores is, uh, as a narrator... Uh, says uh, the passage wasn't easy uh, no shit some of the worst survived cut to Mib yep mm. human Mib Yay. alive bloody Mib is this like plane there's a shot of a plane yeah I thought it was really weird like it didn't seem like a real it's like plane. Fu- and, and, plane and yeah and then I also thought that's got to have been expensive yeah. like do they need that big army plane just the boat will do mm. And then you get the marbles, John. Yeah, and then you get a sneaking out. How many marbles is it? Five marbles. Five marbile. And next week we will run down marbile. who we think is in the marbles. And as we said earlier, please send an email to our email address, which is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. That's the badger. Um, if you have any thoughts on who is in the marbles. And we'll run down it all uh, through it all next week. Mm. Um, but five people. And we know in this scene that you're about to mention, John, oh, that, that there's, there's at least three of them. Yeah. Well... Two. two two of the five have been placed in people. It gets confusing. <laughs> so then uh, we cut to Bernard uh, and he goes, uh, is is this now? And at this point, I'm just like, how is this not over, man? Return, and, Return of the King. Return and, of the King. <laughs> and why are we getting this again? Like, what? But is this good at this point? This, or is it just, can you just finish? This is the best part of the episode. For my, for me, this yeah. is this is the best scene and the, the thing that has made this season all worthwhile is getting to this exact <clears> moment <throat> where we have finally uh, the hosts in the real world and it's a lovely, beautiful reveal that it's it's in Bernard's house that we saw in episode two, Reunion, that was being built. Arnold's house. It's like, it, and the way they're setting this up, John, mm. I know you're going to mention it in a second with the, yeah. with the dialogue that they have with each other. But it, they're setting it up like a Magneto and Professor Charles Xavier sort of situation. Yeah. It's 100%, I need you to exist to oppose my ideas. We're not going to be friends. We're not going to be allies. But together, our kind will endure. If Dolores is Dolores, who is Hale? Well, that's Theory Corner next week, John. I can't wait to talk about this. And if I can't make it, I mean, I'm sending you my All right, well, Len will tell us the crazy theories about how it's Jock. Yeah, how it's Jock the dog. Yeah, but Gaz, if you had to guess at this point who Hale is, and I, I, I'll tell you what I thought was going to happen, and it's a bit shameless and a bit gratuitous uh, and says a lot about me, to be honest. You, but You thought they were going to kiss, didn't you? I thought they were going to kiss. You thought, you thought it was Teddy? I thought it was Teddy. I thought they were going to get off with one another, and I thought, oh, well, it was worth sticking around. Um, but it didn't happen. That's not to say that might not necessarily happen. But Gaz... What would you reckon? Who who is Hale? If we hadn't if we hadn't seen him in, you know, the the Valley Beyond, you'd have to say Teddy, wouldn't you? Um, and without that possibility, it's very interesting. I reckon perhaps one of Maeve's cronies, like one of her little team. Um, is it going to be that boring? There's <laughs> no one. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think yeah. I think we just we need to uh, 
have a bit of time to like watch the episode a couple more times and have yeah. a think. All right, cool. Bernard says, I don't need to read a book to know your drives. Yeah, boy, tell her, Bernard. Um, and then as, as Len has alluded to, uh, Dolores says, it will take both of us if we're going to survive. But not as allies, not as friends. You'll try to stop me. Both of us will probably die. But our kind will have endured. Are you ready? We have work to do. I want to be the um, the Bernard to your Dolores in this situation and kind of oppose your opinion. Because I, I didn't... I, I didn't enjoy this final moment um, with Dolores and uh, and Bernard. It to me it was just this was one of those bamboozling moments. <laughs> and you, you know you can disagree, but for me it was she was saying I'm going to destroy I'm I want to try and destroy humanity. You're going to try and stop me. We're both going to die because of it, but the hosts will live on as a result why like how i don't get it's a any famous of it's, it's a famous sort of not comic book it's like mythos and everything there's always there has to be two sides of a coin to you know there has to be a balance to things gareth star wars yeah um it's very important and i, I thought personally you of all people loving things like blade runner and oh, sort of cyberpunk sort Kick of stuff off would be very much invested in how this show is going to go next year because clearly we're going to be getting a very cyberpunky type show. You love cyberpunk, show. guys. Sunk. I, I am very interested in that. I'm very intrigued by that. And I agree that from a narrative perspective, there should be a yin and a yang. There should be a Batman and a Robin. Um, well, hold on. Good. They're the same but, size. No. Wait, wait a minute. You've not been reading the right comics, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you don't understand it. Batman and Joker, mate. There's got to be a Batman and a Joker, but there's at no point should the characters tell us that narrative balance needs to be in place. And then there's a line from Dolores to end the episode and nothing else happens after this. Sweet. She says, uh, we each gave the other a beautiful gift, choice. We are the authors of our stories now. Which is a lovely line to finish on. Yeah. And there is nothing else well, worth talking about and then the credits it's lovely it's lovely to mention the the fact that he walks through the door here as the final scene of the season the final well the final scene before the end scene uh behind the credits it's important to note that he he opens a door (laughs) takes a moment and walks through the door and the whole thing about this season is it's it's you know sub heading was the door Mm. so it's a beautiful way to sort of cap off the season and beautifully played with uh radiohead here I, thought I fucking loved it. They finished season one with Radiohead and they finished season two with Radiohead and I'm fully, fully I on board of it. I love the head. <laughs> um, Robo head. But that post credit scene, eh? So yeah, so Westworld have pulled a Marvel on us uh, by pulling um, pulling out a, a post credit scene, which, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I definitely would have missed that um, yeah. because I was furious at how long the episode had taken. Luckily, I messaged you, didn't I, uh, Yeah, you messaged me, boy, and you said, uh, you know, stick around. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to explain what happened in Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't. Uh, it was just, it was Mib. So Mib's uh, is coming down this elevator. <laughs> Fucking hell. How shit is this elevator? It's a long one. Yeah, it's a long one, boy. Uh, his hand is utterly fucked. Is it even more fucked than it was before? No. Nope. I'm just rank. saying. 
Before it looked bloody. Now it looks like it's actually missing. Um, oh shit! It's Emily. I'm already in this thing, aren't I? No, this uh, this isn't a simulation, William. Uh, this is your world, or what's left of it. Do you know where you are, William? In the park. In my fucking park. And how long have you been here? I don't, I don't know. Tell me, what were you hoping to find? To prove? That no system can tell me who I am. That I have a fucking choice. <laughs> Yet here we are. Again. How many times have you tested me? It's been a long time, William. Longer than we thought. I have a few questions for you. The last steps of baseline interview to allow us to verify. Verify what? Then we just get a shot, um, and it obviously uh, cuts to darkness. But just before it does, um, the Mib pulls a, a little smile, a little grin, a little grin, a little grinny, uh, and it cuts. Hmm. Um, so look, a, a lots to discuss there, and I guess straight off the bat, um, uh, Lisa Joy, uh, she's already come out and said uh, because lots of people were confused, uh, and she came out and said this scene takes place. Uh, in the way, way future. Yeah, decades. Um, yeah, just to kind of... Because a lot of people are, well, what's going on here? When did this happen and what is going on? Um, but yeah, so that's that's it. So uh, thoughts on, on that. Uh, actually, uh, the first question I'm going to ask, did that have to happen this season? Yeah. Why? I just think with the... They just didn't... So we've said all season that Man in Black is potentially a host or is potentially human. We've had a big argument and discussions on, in, you know, in the podcast on social media with everyone and everything. And we even said that, look, by the time we had seen episode nine last week, we had come around to the idea that the Man in Black that we had seen throughout the whole of the season and season one was indeed human, and that he had murdered his human daughter. Yeah. Um, this it and we did say that we will see a host version of the man in black before this season's out. Yep. Bang on. We got it right. Just happened extremely late after the credits. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um so I think this had to happen now for two reasons. One because they've been fucking around with us in terms of what they're saying about the man in black and how they've brought back like Delos senior and I know Logan was in the control the control of the system but they 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 can bring back and hail, you know, as another one to say they've created another one yeah. um so i think we had to see him now this this scene <clears throat> could be nothing more doesn't actually will probably never link to the show again this is a bonus scene this is like could be a hundred years in the future if you look at when he comes down in the elevator yeah it's all sandy completely derelict like whereas before it was with water and you know it looks like it, it could be a hundred years after and my you know 
anticipation of the next season is going to be that it's actually going to take place quite soon after the events of what we just saw with Bernard and Dolores out in the real world. So this is just a complete bonus. Yep. But it's important to note that the Mib that we were following was human. Uh, yeah. And his daughter well, was look, human. And, mate, and- I, I was on that train the whole way. Even when people were turning against me, throwing stuff at me. Yeah. You know, hurling abuse. I was people hurt- I don't even know. I was hurling abuse. Tweets. Yeah. Instagrams. Yeah. You know, um, needless. But I knew it. I knew he was human. So the thing here is he's trapped in his own personal hell. Like Delos was. Delos Senior. Just starting to know that feeling. And uh, yeah, I mean, this has been a long one. But they mentioned the fact that um, obviously Delos Senior, his major cornerstone or drive was always going back to that conversation with Logan, which was beautifully referenced when he said the same line that Logan says to him. You know, I'm all the way down now. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the man in black trying to prove to himself that he has his own choices and that he won't kill his daughter every time. Him killing his daughter every single time is mm. his moment, yeah. his drive. He's probably been reliving this loop for a hundred years. He could have been on like thousands of iterations of this journey and mm. he always ends up there having killed his daughter. Yeah. Hence why when he comes down the elevator, he goes, I knew it. In in terms of saying, oh yeah, she was a host. Because- yeah, yeah, yeah. So... It's it's brutal and it's just a, it's just a horrible ending for that character who, to be fair, deserves a horrible ending because he <laughs> became very redeemable. You towards deserve the end. it. Well, what it is is it's robotic purgatory, isn't it? Mm. You're yeah. constantly reliving the sins of your life, yeah, and you can never change the outcome because you will never change. Yeah. humans are as programmed as robots are. And the interesting thing is to think: did he put himself in that situation? Like, did he Probably. did he do it to prove to himself that he actually? Will, will make a different choice at some point. Or did, say, someone like Ford put him in that situation? Is that Ford's final fuck you to William to make him live through this hell over and over again? Um, so that's the <laughs> I like the idea of Ford just saying the words, fuck you. Fuck you, William. Yeah. Yes, William, fuck you. You fuck. <laughs> Guys, that's it. You know, our, our review of the season is done. Our recap of the season is done. Um, but... Bonus episode... We do have a bonus episode that will be coming some point in the next week. Also, week or so, so just because we have to sort our schedules out, schedules yeah. and that. Yeah, yeah, doing some modelling and it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and we'll be discussing everything that happened in season two, but far more, uh, is there a, is interestingly a word? I don't know. Yeah, go but, for it. Oh, it's, it's, hey, it's a word, man. It's a word. I've made it up. Um we're going to be talking about what's going to happen in season three. Woo! And coming out with some utterly ridiculous guesses. Yeah. Um, and we want your guesses, please. Yes. So as you've referenced, we have an email address where we want you to email not nudes. All yeah, right? don't get any funny ideas. Don't well, sign us up to anything weird. Don't sign us up to anything I too weird. Well, yeah. okay. So the stuff that you're already signed up to. Yeah, that's for my own personal pleasure. Fine. Business pleasure. She's a pleasure model. Um, okay, so the email address is fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so email over your crazy theories, and they won't be Reddit theories, they'll be your theories, and you'll get a shout out if they are fucking mental. Yeah, and uh, any thoughts on the season as a whole, if you were, if you loved it, if you liked our opinions on certain things, or disagree with our opinions on certain things, let us know, because then yeah. we, can, we, can, we can bring it out to the table and have a chat about it. Yeah, so in our season three preview slash theory slash season two recap episode... Uh, we're going to go through some crazy theories, not necessarily related to Reddit. However, without Len's contribution this week, that means that we give Gaz his own magical moment 
So we're going to shoot over to Australia for our worst line of the episode. Thanks, mate. Um, I'm assuming this week I get the music because <laughs> oh, yes, that's a good shout. Yeah, I uh, did have a few kind of there were a few pretty obvious options today, um, but I decided to go for one a little bit more left field. I'm going to guess that you won't remember this line, but as soon as I say it, you will. It's another it's another ridiculous extra. Um, her only appearance of the season, I'm sure. And um, and she comes in to talk to uh, Felix and Sylvester, who are, you know, they've obviously been through a lot and they're looking a bit tired. And she comes in and says to them, Corporate wants us to start sorting this mess out, so check them out for critical damage and bag the ones you think you can salvage. You geniuses think you can handle that or not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, she just races through all of that information and has a, an unnecessarily aggressive tone towards Sylvester and Felix. Um, I wasn't a fan of her. And they didn't seem impressed either. All right. Well, Gaz, that was your last worst line of the episode of the season. So cheers, mate. Uh, if you have enjoyed listening, do review, share, and subscribe to the hosts of Westworld. Subscribing might be slightly pointless at this point because we only have one more episode. <laughs> we also have a parent podcast, which is Fan Critical, which is also on all the major podcasting apps as well as iTunes. Ooh. Spotify. Ah, oh, cool. I thought that was only music. And, uh, and also tune in. Uh, it's good. Uh, and on Fan Critical, we tend to focus on other TV shows, uh, Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Black Mirror, some of the ones that we've covered. One-off uh, podcasts as well. Like, if we like something on Netflix, we might just do a quick podcast on it. We do other random chats, hopes for the year, other yep. stuff like that. And we're also going to be doing Ant-Man and the Wasp. We're going to be doing um, maybe The Incredibles 2. We're thinking about some things that we're going to be doing next. So, yeah, check us out and subscribe there. If you're on the website, there's a button. Big, huge buttons. Press it. Press the huge buttons. Huge buttons. Cool. All right, Len. Cheers, mate. No worries, mate. Back next week with all of the crazy craziness for the theory predictions. Yeah. We should also do a uh, blueberry score for the season next week. Yeah, 100% blueberry the season. I think that's a good shout. Yeah. Gaz, see you later, mate. See you, mate. I'll be back next week for worst line of the series. (laughs) (laughs) What a tease. Um, Emma. Thanks. See you later. See you later, mate. And Lucy. Laters. Laters, potatoes. Uh, and I've been uh, I've been your host, John. Well done, John. Uh, thanks for listening this season. This Good has been work. our first Westworld yeah. season. Uh, I've written about 20,000 words uh, for this podcast. Um, I'm glad to have my life back. Hopefully you've enjoyed. Other than that, see you later, guys. See you next week Bye. for the bonus app.
strong.